become a crazy, opinionated psycho who's all of a sudden interested in the state of our country once every three years, or if you've seen someone at the supermarket in pyjamas and egg boots, then this is the place for you. The Boil Up Podcast that celebrates all the things that make us special for being Kiwi, our land, our people, our culture, and also today we're, we're, we normally like to look at a bit of New Zealand music, but today it's a bit of a special, it's a, it's a rock special. So, um... <laughs> Oh my god, okay, we just killed a dishwasher. <laughs> We've got a dishwasher in the studio today. Um, so today we're going to be looking at New Zealand, the New Zealand fringe rock scene. So yeah, you know, we've got the quarters, the shehards, the tadpoles, the devil skins, the I am giants, the feelers. It, don't ever underestimate the feelers as being one of the New Zealand, great New Zealand rock bands. But what are some of the up-and-comers that you should try and catch around New Zealand this summer? Today we're going to have a look at uh, all the fringe rock bands, well not all of them, but just some of the standout ones that you need to know about throughout the podcast today. On the panel today we've got... (laughs) (laughs) Describe me, go on, do it! She likes to compare herself to the ginger chick in um, the X-Men. She's single and ready to mingle. Welcome to the podcast, Hannah. Why, hello, everyone. <laughs> and also in the background, you might be able to hear Hannah's sister, Julia. Welcome to the studio, Julia. <laughs> and now she doesn't make any noise. She's been making all these noises, and now she's not making any for us. What have you been up to, Hannah? Oh, I've just joined a fantastic new app called Farmers Match. And it is essentially Tinder, <laughs> but for farmers. And is it working? Is it better than Tinder? No, there's a total of three people on it so far. But <laughs> you know what? I'm sure it's still up and coming, so I will keep it for a little while. Because I know, like, in uh, coming from Waverley, um, the general rule in Waverley is you leave town, maybe go to the Hawke's Bay races or um, Ellerslie Cup or something like that, find yourself a nice drunk girl there, bring her home, and then that's... And it's bringing new blood into the township. But you're already in the farming community. <laughs> so, and I haven't had any apps yet. <laughs> so you need to like resort to these apps. Maybe you might have to swap communities. You might have to go to Dargaville or something. Maybe I'm going to have to go to the Waverley Races Thursday and join there. Well, yeah, you could give that a go. Any, anyone else who wants to go to a great race day, this Thursday coming up are uh, Waverley Races. You'll never regret it <laughs> until the next day. <laughs> what have I been up to? Well, my dog, my dog died. Like, I hate to bring the mood down of the um, the podcast, but our family dog died. But it was a bit weird this time because normally, well, Mum sent me a Snapchat. And <laughs> I think this is so wrong. I know. I shouldn't be. Snapchat. I shouldn't be talking about it, but. She sent a Snapchat of the dog, like, very ill, lying on the table, and she's going, sorry boys, but I'm going to have to put Gretel down today. It's a step up, because in the past, she's just randomly knocked our pets off without us knowing, so we'd be at school or something, and come back home, and the, one of the pets is just gone. <laughs> or she'd try and replace things, so I remember one time, the cat disappeared, and I turn up, and there's a new, there's a new cat, like, I wouldn't notice that it's a whole different cat. 
Oh my gosh, no, do you know what? My parents did this for me growing up as well, but one time my dad didn't like cats, so he gave it to the digger man, but he let us call out its name for an hour after school trying to find it and just never told us that the cat had given it away. No. Well, it became the digger man's cat. Yeah, he just took it and gone was our pet. <laughs> Tabitha. So the first, the first in the rock series, <laughs> Hannah's sitting here with a leather jacket on. I'm sitting here with my chest hair out. The first one in the lineup today, we've got the Deadbeat Boys. Now, I don't really know much about them, so I pretty much just got this blurb straight off their website. Deadbeat Boys are a straight up and down rock and roll band from Heartland, New Zealand. Formed in 2010, these five lads are known for their high energy shows and dirty aggressive sound. The only other thing I found out about them, they're from Riparoa. Or Reparoa. Where's that? Um, it's like north of Taupo. <laughs> it's no, it's, it's like between Rotors and Taupo. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. It's somewhere, somewhere around the area anyway. So you can find the song if you like it. It's on Bandcamp. It's called Two, and it's just the number two, not actually T W Y. it out so people don't know how dumb I am because I voted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so now it's time for our political discussion. Just smack bang in the middle, middle of the rock special. Normally we'd have Patty here and it's always weird whenever I have a lot of political stuff to talk about Pat is not available for comment so um, we're, we're gonna drag Hannah in, in on this discussion. We all know the elections happened and now they're trying to form a government by the time this goes to where maybe we've got a government. Everyone's complaining about my boy winning. <laughs> Everyone's like oh he's taking so much time they're like why has he got to muck around so much. The reason is, a quarter of people's votes haven't been counted yet. Like, all the special votes, there's like... So what classifies as a special vote? So if you, if you vote outside of your region, so say you were in Auckland and you wanted to vote. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it would be going to a special vote, because you're not voting where your booth, your proper booth is. And, or if you're overseas and you put a vote in. I don't know, do early votes count? Nah, I'm not sure. I don't know, I just couldn't work out what the hell special votes were. Yeah, so it's just like the unusual votes. I'm not sure, but maybe the early votes count in this as well, but apparently this year there was a lot of special votes, so it really could um, change things up a bit. Normally they work in um, the Greens' Labour's favour. Yeah, because, um, obviously, yeah, that'll be the townies. Anyway, so Winston's like, no, I want to wait for these, because how can I make decisions if not everyone's voted yet? It's just not fair. So, good on him, you know? Take your time, Winston. And then, did you have? Did you see on the news when he was um, having a go at the media? Where are you from? Australia. 
Yeah, it shows. Next question. <laughs> Don't come and ask a silly question like that. What are your policy priorities going to be? I've been around for 21 years this party, made a whole lot of sacrifice and been demonised and cinderellaised and marginalised by everybody. And don't you come over here and start. And all I'm asking for is a bit of understanding, rather than the tripe that some people are putting out, malicious, malignant, and vicious in the extreme uh, uh, of the nature which they were doing before the election without me being there, and now they're continuing on. So why are you raising it again? Now you've got a, carrying a flag for a mayor. I mean, the, the most expensive beneficiary in the country has just lost his three quarter million dollar job. That's what you told me, so I take that as read. I haven't heard a demur from Mr. Seymour. He's, he said he's taken one for the team, even though there's, a, there's only a team of one. That's not, that's not one of the nine permutations. <laughs> <laughs> bottom line, then, that there is an inquiry. No, look, please don't come and talk to me about bottom lines for the umpteenth time. Then I'd be in the case of knowing what I was talking about, rather than being like some group of people just guessing all the time. I think I can open it on this. Here's <laughs> how open a bottle on the table. Oh, just like that. Nailed it. It's all about where you put your thumb, people. Oh, shit. Now crack the top about, of my It's all about where you put the thumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll let you tell that story. <laughs> no, there's no story to tell. No one's really too sure what way Winston's going to swing. But I tell you what, he's the only smart person in Parliament because everyone's like, oh, he shouldn't have the balance of power. Well, he's the only one who's smart enough to keep it cool with both sides, isn't he? Did he keep it cool with National? Well, they, they were sucking up to him now, so obviously they did. <laughs> obviously he did. I don't know. I, um, I don't know what way it's going to go, but I'm bloody hoping, you know, blue <laughs> <laughs> Paula Bennett, two green ticks. <laughs> no. uh, two blue ticks. Have you seen the, um, that guy imitating Paula Bennett on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious, <laughs> eh? <laughs> she, like, um, oh yeah, I've just been out with Judith Collins. She brought a bottle of um, Jack Daniels in, and um, she actually drank seven bottles of Jack Daniels, and then she drove home. <laughs> He's bloody Jeez. classic. Hi sweeties, it's me Paula Vinach. Um, so last night I had a bit of a booze up with the girls. So that's Nikki Kay, Judy Collins, Amy Adams. They just called them all over and said, let's have a heels up. Now Maggie Barry was invited of course, but she had um, she had other things on apparently. Yes, we're a week out from the election, but I thought we've been working so hard we deserve this. And I feel like a little bit of a boogie, a little bit of a um, clearing of the cobwebs, I guess you could say will just recharge us for this very, very big week ahead of us. So I sent them a group text. Uh, well, we've actually got this group Facebook thread, um, just the girls, um, and I said, bring, bring, come over, bring your poison, and let's have a boogie down. I've got plenty of Chardonnay here, but you might want something else. Nick What's his name? Tom Sainsbury. If you haven't uh, seen him before, look him up. And I think he's on Snapchat too, but I'm not too sure. Oh, you know what? If I find his Snapchat, I'll chuck it on the um, Boil Up Snapchat directory. How about that? Oh, I like that. Do you know what happened to Steph Lewis in the Wanganui Oh, thing? she lost out on it. She didn't get as many votes. Yeah, because I thought she was winning. And then she lost. Do you know what? Her campaign, though, she was everywhere in Wanganui. I swear to God, everywhere I drove around, hmm. there she was. But then my nana <laughs> said to me, you know... I always vote for the national one. She goes, 
I wouldn't even know who was going for labour. And I was like, honestly, the <laughs> advertising was everywhere. Like, how did you not know? Yeah. And then it's like, you just hear nothing about her. I was like, she's everywhere. All the advertising All the oldies so just missed it. Like, they must have. But I thought everyone would have seen it. Yeah, that's what I saw someone put on Facebook. Oh, it was an election on. I was like, how could you miss the election lead on? <laughs> no, do you know the worst thing is that I thought I was part of the Wanganui region. So I, you know, knew all the candidates going for Wanganui. I got a bloody vote and I'm part of the Radio Tiki district. What? So I didn't know any of the people. So when I went to like tick the name I wanted to vote for, I was like, the hell I don't know it. And I was like, oh my God, other side of the river. I'm ringing a ticket. No way. I'm not Wanganui. <laughs> I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> That's crazy. Turns out I didn't read my letter properly, but I just assumed I'm closer to Wanganui than I am to yeah. And I see your neighbours, Hannah lives in Huangahu, which is the place that always floods just south of Wanganui. I see your neighbours party that she started is out of parliament. The Māori party. Oh, Tariana Tudia. Yeah, her party's yeah. gone. I but they, they, I think they're going to try and come back with a bit of a vengeance. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the next campaign, they, I did read about that. They are they are planning on coming back, where it's just reshuffling the party a bit. Yeah, everyone was saying, oh, they're, they're just the Māori elites. And then I, I saw her on TV, she's like, we're not the Māori elites. We haven't got any money. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think it's just because they're hanging out with National that um, everyone started thinking that. Speaking of, like, money and stuff, top, the Opportunities Party, Gareth Morgan's party. Mm. He spent more on his election campaign than National spent. What? <laughs> yeah. How did that work? Oh, I don't know, because he was just going crazy with so much advertising. He had um, apparently that new tunnel they've got in Auckland. He had a big, like, billboard on there. Which is weird, because yeah. you never really... You saw Labour and National signage goddamn everywhere you looked. Yeah. But you never saw any other party. Mm. Ne- apart from one um, of the Māori party on the drive into town. Oh, okay. But apart from that, everything else was blue and red. Yeah. I didn't see any other parties. Yeah, I saw a lot of Winston Peters stuff, but because I'm Winston Peters fan, I guess I just saw it everywhere. Well, actually, that's a lie. I just see one Winnie, and that was in someone's front yard in Wanganui. <laughs> <laughs> I that's love it. how these little Winnie fans everywhere. Like, I was driving into Manaia, which is the bread capital of New Zealand on South Taranaki. A person had done up their whole front fence with Winston Peters stuff. Really? Had Winston Peters signs, like, painted everything black and white. And, yeah, it would look real cool. Well, he got record... Did he get record numbers this year for voting? Or nah, no? he didn't. He's, uh... His record was like 9%, I think this time he's got like 7% or something like that, so... I feel like he's slowly gaining momentum. Yeah, yeah, he, he did gain a lot of momentum and then when Jacinda took over and had the Jacinda effect, mm. she stole a lot of that momentum, I Hopefully think. that means he doesn't side with Labour, just saying. <laughs> well, that's the thing because Patrick Gower's come out and said that Winston Peters got, has got an utu against National because... Apparently Stephen Joyce, which, who was in the National Party, ran a smear campaign against Winston Peters. This, all the stuff that came out about him getting overpaid as superannuation, because Winston's 72, he's on super. And then also I saw when he was having to go at all the journalists, as one of the journalists said, well, you're going to talk to the National first because they got the most votes, so that it's their right to form the government. And he said, no, this is... This isn't first past the post, which is our old voting system back in like before the mid eighties. This is the MMP, and it's at that point I was like, "Oh, I think Winston's going to go up the other side." But we'll see. We'll see what goes. Uh, it all depends what they offer him, and he probably asks to be prime minister. Whoever gets <laughs> gives, whoever gives Winston Peters the silver fox <laughs> prime minister, I would love him to be our prime minister. I would. Wouldn't it be great? 
Nah. And he's back down on abolishing the Māori seats because it's come out this week that the only reason he, he came out with the uh, abolishing the Māori seats was to get rid of the Māori party. But the Labour Party's done that for him, <laughs> so, but, so he doesn't have to do it anymore. The 2017 Silver Scroll Awards have just happened, we'll talk about that um, shortly. So this next band won a major award there, their name is Alien Weaponry. And if you like what you hear, you can catch them on the 25th of November. They're going to be at the Tattoo and Art Festival in New Plymouth. So that's also a great festival. You can go along there, check out Alien Weaponry if you like what you hear in this song coming up. It's they're a fusion of te reo, Māori and heavy metal rock kind of haka. It's a, it's a great thing. They're going nuts. They're, getting, they're in hot demand all around the world at the moment. So we're lucky to have them here for the rest of the year. And then I think after that, they'll be all over the place. So catch them while you can. This one is called the Ana Te Whenua. Whakarunga maira! Whakarunga maira! Whakarunga maira! Whakarunga maira! Whakarunga mai ki te tangi o ngā pūrunga i te taumata Okay, so that's Alien Weaponry. Now, the APRA, which is the Australasian performing... Actually, I'm not even going to try and pretend I know what it stands for. I do know what it stands for, but only when it's in front of me. <laughs> uh, the Silver Scroll Awards, anyway, for 2017. The big award went to Lord. Mm. What's her real name? Ella Eulich uh, O'Connor. She had a song called Green Light. I think that's one that's come out recently, so... She won the big award for that. So the you know the Silver Scrolls are all about the script behind the song kind of thing. Alien Weaponry, who we just heard, they won a massive award. It was for their song Ropatu, and I hope I'm saying that right. But they were really shocked to win that award. So this was their reaction when they found out they'd won the award. I mean, the, the entire time I, I stood up and talked, I was shaking. I, we, didn't have, it was, we didn't have anything prepared because we were all like, yeah, we're a thrash metal band, we're not going to win, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to win. We're good. <laughs> we were just and you it. almost forgot to thank your parents. Almost. I had to, I had but, to give them a nudge. Yeah. Almost, but I didn't forget. The other three big awards was the Sounds Contemporary Award that went to Solana Fisher. APRA Best Original Music in a Feature Film went to Tim Preble for 1000 Ropes. And the Best Original Music in a Series Award went to Clary Cohen for the work that was done in the Hillary film. Also, while we're on the rock theme, Rock Radio Station has recently had their Rock 1500. used to be the Rock 1000, now it's the Rock 1500. It's officially the biggest rock countdown in the world, and we have it right here in New Zealand. So the 
top tracks that came in for that was Killing in the Name by Rage Against Machines was number one. One by Metallica, number two. Black Pearl Jam, number three. Four was Numb by Linkin Park. Five was Home Again by Sheehard. So obviously it's the majority of Kiwis voting for it. Six, Freebird. Seven, Nookie by Limp Bizkit. Eight, Everlong by The Food Fighters. Nine, Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. And number 10, My Name Is Human by Highly Suspect. I went to the one of the Rock 1500 parties right here in Wanganui. Good old Wongas. And it was absolute bogan fest and I loved it. It's like your part-time bogan. I know, it's like deep down. I think every Kiwi is a little bit bogan. What do you reckon? Are we a bogan nation? I am not a bogan in any way whatsoever. So I used to be like really into my rock music when I was younger. And then I'm like a lot more roots now. I think as, as you chill out, as you get older, you get more into... I think How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I think as you get into like your mid-twenties, you really start getting into your roots, you know? When I was at this Rock 1500 party, I just... The, the bogan just comes straight back out. It's just hiding behind a very, <laughs> a very slight shadow, just ready to jump out at any moment. There was skids, there was a tyre caught on fire on the car that was doing skids there. There was Jim Beam and Captain Morgan everywhere. It was just a great old mallet swinging good time. When you go to a concert, you know, like a rock concert, do you ever leave, like wake up the next day with a sore neck? Oh god no. I always do. And I'm like, what was I doing that night? My hair's not even that long. The Marzen Point fuel pipeline burst didn't it did you hear about that honestly is this about the jet plane fuel yeah so there's a oil refinery right up north and it pipes all the fuel down to the airport in Auckland so they think a digger hit it and rupt, and then it just split years later so it like fractured it and then it's taken all this time for it to actually break ah yeah so that's there'll be a massive investigation into that but isn't it, there's typical New Zealand that one fuel line supplying our entire international airport. Because they cancelled a shit ton of flights, eh? Mm. The interesting thing I saw though was they were talking about getting the Navy's fuel carrying, carrying ship, the Endeavour, to deliver fuel to the airport. But we're not, it was about, would have been 10 years ago, I was working for more FM, and they sent me out to the Endeavour because they were decommissioning it. So it was going to be the last ever time the Endeavour was used in the Navy. So they chucked me out there, took me out on the boat, I got to tour around and talk about how you know, sad it was, it was they were decommissioning it. And all these years later they're still, they're still using it and it was fucked then. <laughs> Your life is incredible that you've gone and done all this stuff as well. I feel like you always have a story for me. But um, yeah, so what did they end up doing? Well they must have ran out of money and had to keep it. <laughs> Obviously the Navy weren't allowed their new fuel ship and now they've still got this old putty <laughs> one. Old Theo Spirings, the CEO of Fonterra, his paycheck came out the other day in the news. 3.8 million a year. Deserves every cent. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it works out he's making $160,000 a week. That's ridiculous. It's nuts. What, is he, what does he actually do? Most of the time, because I get emails from him, not personally, but he sends them out to everyone. Yeah. Most of the time he's just flying around the world, and this is the other thing. So as he's travelling around all the time, all of his expenses are paid as well. So not only is he getting this um, 3.8 million, he's getting all expenses paid at the same time. 
up in like the, you know all the oh, flashiest places. Plus, on top of that, he gets bonuses for achieving different targets as well. Well, what would you do with one hundred and sixty thousand dollars a week? I reckon I'd keep like a month's worth, mm. and then the rest I'd give away to either people in need or charity trust that actually goes straight to people in need. So I didn't actually have to like. You know what? Actually, I heard a term the other day that describes you. Oh God, what is it? An SJW. An SJW. SJW. A social justice warrior. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I just believe in the equal treatment of everybody. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, mate. Social justice warrior, you're such a dick. So the three point eight million. What would you do it? You know what? Three point eight million a year. He should probably be getting paid more than that because that only means if you lived on the 0.8 million, like 800,000, had yep. a pretty good lifestyle for a year, you'd still only be able to buy like three houses in Auckland. And they'd just be pretty average houses too, if they're a million dollars each. No one should be getting paid more than Prime Minister. What do you reckon? What does a Prime Minister get paid? I'm not too sure. <laughs> well, I, remember, I remember when Judy Bailey was getting paid more than the Prime Minister and they were like, this Oh yeah, is she wrong. was on 800,000k a year. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he's, a, he's, he's got a sizable profit up there. Yeah. Now this song, this next song, I've spilt alcohol all over it, so I can't actually read what this says, but the uh, band's called Dirty Riot. In 2011, they won the... Uh, I can't read that word. Anyway, they won the Battle of the Bands, and they took out Best Original Band and Best Vocalist. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just like go straight into the song, because I can't read any of my notes on it. This one, it's a, it's a, it's a goodie. It's called City of Ruins here on the Pull Up Podcast. So mad and bleeding as our city dies, and we all watch her as she cries. SJWs, do they? Because they're they're doing a great job as it is. So what? Just, well, what you know, you know how um, a lot of fem- feminists are out there being SJWs for, you know, we need more female singers. We need more female bands. We don't need social justice warriors for chicks and rock because it's, they're already there. They're already doing a great job. Like look at Fur Patrol, Devil Skin, Tadpole. All those great female vocalist bands, and there's more great ones coming through as the one we've just heard, and there's one coming up in just a second as well. Women taking over. Yeah, they're taking over rock, and I like it. There's something really <laughs> sexual. Hot? Yeah, something very hot about rock chicks. I don't know what it is. 
Is it that. me and my leather jacket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that must be what it is. It's <laughs> oh, my inner bogan just peeking to get out. So, Hannah, what is your favourite thing about this time of year in New Zealand? Because... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, what's your favourite thing about rock? <laughs> <laughs> um, wearing leather jackets. <laughs> yeah. uh, for Patrol Lydia. Um, <laughs> I like the race season. Is it a good time for racing this time of year? <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> I guess it would depend on what kind of horses you've got. Eh? Like, if they like muddy swimming tracks. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't know. Um, I just show up to party, essentially. I just go to, I go to the races for a good time. Ground is, you know, quite soft, but starting to firm. Mm. Oh, you sound like you knew what you're talking about. And I was winging it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can like chop like half of this drink while she goes on about that. The magpies are swooping. What's not to love about right now? It's that funny time of year, though, where you're just like, oh, can summer hurry up and get here? Yeah, well, you did show up to my house the other day in shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, I tried to like make the world believe it was summer by dressing like it was summer, but it didn't work. No, no. <laughs> this next one, it's Marin. They're from Wellington. Another great female vocalist. High energy rock. They've just released a music video for this one. This is called Sin. Drinking down the shady bar. Reeks of blood and no guitar. From the scene, I'm soaking down. Right, before we go, I'd just like to say I've written my first ever article. Oh! On what? Um, so it's about the five signs. Oh, my phone just turned up. The five signs a Kiwi summer is almost here. Because I like to give people hope. Oh my gosh, you wrote it for yourself. <laughs> so, but anyway, I thought I'd give uh, writing articles a go. It's on the board up the homepage. You can find the link to it there. Do you want to read the first? Just to, just <laughs> oh to give people, God. just to give people okay. a little taster. Oh, I haven't read anything in ages, but okay. It feels like this is the winter that went forever. So we're all wondering when will summer start? Yes, you can look at the calendar, but seriously, how accurate has it ever been? Here are the five signs that a classic Kiwi summer is almost upon us. Once you've experienced all five, we can almost guarantee it'll be time to dust off the speedos. Number one, you'll be smelling what of that sunblock smell when hanging out with your ginger freaks. Head is ginger. Oh, fuck you. Some say in ancient times, the extra sensitive skin used to be an indicator of beacons for the seasons. White meant winter, red meant summer. When the village ginger starts turning red, Michael's just 
start preparing their horses for the contracting season. <laughs> and there's oh, four more where that came from. So if you want to find out the other four things that you need before you can guarantee summer's going to be here the next day you wake up, then head to theboilup.co.nz and find the article there. And I'm going to write more articles. This is my new thing, writing articles. <laughs> right, for our last band today, I always like to finish with like an acoustic track or like a live track. And we have been going through a lot of new New Zealand bands coming up through the ranks today. This last one is one of the greats. And I would say probably, in my opinion, arguably the best rock band New Zealand has ever seen. They were formed in 1997 and with their self-titled album that went three times platinum. They had an even bigger following in Asia. Some use the term megastars and they often had to be escorted to their shows by the Asian military. They've performed alongside Metallica, Deftones, Linkin Park and Tool. They broke up in 2007 after a major fallout between their members. The band is Blindspot, or now they people call them Blacklist because they've had to, after all the stuff, they had to change their name, and obviously they don't have the drummer anymore. Anyway, if you've ever seen them perform live, you'd know why I'm putting them at number one, ahead of the greats such as like Shehad, Tadpole, Head Like a Hole, etc, etc. These guys just absolutely kill it on stage. They command this airy kind of respect from the crowd. I wouldn't mind taking a selfie photo at a Shehad concert, but I wouldn't be able to do it in front of Blacklist because I know I'd probably get told off. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's that, it's just something about it, it's just rock, you know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stop trying to be bogus. <laughs> This is off their live recorded album from their sold out breakup performance back in 2007 at the Power Station in Auckland. You can hear the whole thing on that last album they put out. And I'm dedicating it to my dog, Riddle, who passed away this week. R.I.P. Riddle. R.I.P. Riddle. This is yours truly. Boil up, 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 boil up